0: Welcome to Behind the Story with Naomi and Lisa. My name is Lisa Renee from the Collaborative Press. And I'm also a Christian rom-com author of Fake Identity at Stake. Naomi's not with us today because she's got lots of things on, but um, I'm interviewing Donna Lane, so I'll just introduce her now. Our guest is award winning Donna E. Lane. Donna's books span from Christian fantasy to Bible studies to historical fiction. She spent her life helping people, equipping clients, children, couples, families, and yes, even nations in crisis to tap into who God created them to be. Understand how He has wired us as human beings and discover that the kingdom of God is within us always. Using her understanding of how the brain and heart connect and her knowledge of complex mental health issues, her writings use storytelling to help you tap into your own story to wrestle with today's life challenges. Donna, welcome back to Behind the Story.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here and look forward to talking to you again.
0: Awesome. So for our viewers who haven't seen any of our past episodes with you and not familiar, tell us a little about you and your writing.
1: Well, um, my full-time job is as a Christian counselor. I'm also uh, a professor of counseling at Mercer University in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and then my writing is sort of all over the place. I, I write um, biblical studies and um, devotionals. I also write um, uh, fiction books like fantasy, Christian fantasy, Christian sci-fi, coming out with a historical fiction book soon, trying my hand at middle grades fantasy right now. So we'll see how that goes. Um, So I like to do a lot of things. I like to do a variety of things. All of my writing, though, is geared toward one goal, and that's to reveal the truth of Christ in some way, some form or fashion.
0: Awesome. Okay. So you're in the middle of releasing, you've just released uh, your latest Bible study, Dwelling, um, October the 5th that came out. So tell us about this study and what sparked the endeavor. Why did you want to write this one about dwelling?
1: I was actually studying the verse in scripture that talks about uh, Jesus going before us to prepare a dwelling place for us and really trying to look into that and dive into, okay, what does that mean? And obviously, you know, we all have heard the sermons about um, he's preparing our heavenly home. We're going to have a place to live there with him. And, you know, I already knew that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. Does it say anything else? And I, uh, the more I explored it, the more I felt like, like scripture almost always does. It happens on many different levels. It's never communicating just one idea. So I felt like it was trying to communicate how Jesus prepares our heart to be a kingdom dwelling as well, and that he comes to to prepare that for us, that he comes to live in our heart. And in doing that, he is preparing us ultimately to enter our heavenly home. So then we walk a journey through our life with him of his preparation for us to be transformed and uh, reach, by the time we reach heaven, holiness, and so I decided to start studying that, and looking to see was there other scripture that supported that, found a ton of things that um, reinforced that idea, and agreed with it, and so I wrote it down, and that's, that turned into this particular Bible study. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, that makes sense that, you know, we don't just get saved by grace and we're on the earth and then we don't have much relationship and zap them are in. oh, now we're going to worship Jesus, you know, <laughs> so yeah. Um. But also, yeah, having that experience, that intimacy, you know, through the Holy Spirit here on it is Mm -hmm. help us get through all this chaos um (laughs) awesome so how have you set it out so it's a bible study so you have like a chapter some questions is it good for a bible study group you know yes
1: definitely it does have questions at the end each chapter has 15 questions at the end for contemplation um, and discussion and there are seven chapters in the book so uh, it's, it's relatively brief, but each chapter has has got um, one element of the journey. Looking at our our walk toward that kingdom home, and the transformation of our whole Chapter has a portion of that journey in it, so it builds on itself. Right. Okay.
0: So, what research do you need to do as you conducting this Bible study? You've put this together. How much research went into it? And a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: A lot um, well, I I take it very seriously to look back at as early um, the as documents as are available. So, I mean, I obviously don't speak Greek or Hebrew, but what I try to do is look at the early documents, then look up the original Greek and look at several different resources of and and Hebrew too. What that word translates to in nowadays language but but looking at it from the perspective of um sometimes those words have multiple meanings and then trying to discern which one of the meanings is the best meaning for that word mm-hmm. for example the in ecclesiastes the word that's the the hebrew word that's translated vanity all is vanity mm-hmm. um, that word is hebel and it actually best translates as um, temporary and trans, so it's more like a puff of smoke, instead of like vain. It's more like um, uh, it's it's here and then it's gone in an instant, and so everything is is hebel is like everything is tr- temporary, everything is transient, which changes the meaning pretty significantly.
0: Oh, definitely, because it once I'm.
1: Versions say meaningless and then
0: vanity, no point to it. Uh, I mean, yeah, when life is going bad, you can read Ecclesiastes. Yes,
1: (laughs) say everything is meaningless. Oh, no, it's just temporary. It's temporary. And that can be kind of uplifting if you're going through a bad time. You know, everything is temporary.
0: Yes. It'll be gone soon. Yes. And Ecclesiastes does have a good ending. You know, there's a summary of, you know, just focusing, love God, work hard and enjoy your family, you know, like (laughs) can enjoy life. um, But yeah, just running after all these things, um, King Solomon found it was not really fulfilling.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Very temporary.
0: Yeah, that's it. Definitely gives us hope. Um, Okay. So where is the place or how do you feel the most connected
1: to God? Hmm, That's a, that's an interesting question. I, I feel connected to God all the time because I talk to him all the time and that's just by my choice. So standing in the kitchen, cooking breakfast, I'm talking to God, driving in the car to work, I'm talking to God. Um, so I feel connected to him all the time. What, what I enjoy the most is when I'm at my mountain cabin and there are no people around and I'm sitting on the patio and the mountains are there in front of me and it's peaceful and quiet And I love that feeling of being here. So being on top of the mountain, being in nature, that seems to give me the most peace. So I guess that would be my place to be most connected.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that, um, you know, we're body, soul and spirit. And so when we are in that physical environment of nature, God created, it Mm -hmm. is easier to like wow god you made this and and then your soul is your emotions feeling connected heart and then you know obviously your spirit you're opening yourself up to to god so um yeah definitely i love nature as well going for bushwalks and getting out and looking at the waves of the beach um very feel very connected then Mm -hmm. um now let's switch gears and talk about your historical novel that's coming out um these hallowed grounds uh, what sparked this story like um, I've read it and the critique group and it was a awesome it's beautifully written um, I was just amazed and by your talent and but I could see so much time was put into this it was so rich and um, I was asking the questions what is the author, what's Donna's passion? Why does she wanna get this message out? Cause there definitely is a message there. So what what, what was this passion? What sparked the story for you?
1: Uh, my husband and I were actually on a trip to Canyon country in the center of the United States. And to get to, from one set of canyons to the next, we had to drive through an, an Indian reservation and driving through that reservation literally broke my heart it was it was physically painful for me um they're left with the the land that they were left with is useless land and i'm sorry but that's the truth it's it it doesn't grow anything it's desert it's um they have very little opportunity for um getting out of the place they're in, uh, beyond uh, leaving the reservation, just up and leaving, and that's hard to do because they have no resources. Um, so they they're in poverty. They're living in terrible conditions. Some places don't have running water. You know, this just not right. You know, and that that was what was in my spirit. This is not right. And I told David, you know, if I was 40 years younger, I would be taking my counseling degree and going out there and working there. Right this minute, I would be moving (laughs) because my heart was so moved and touched. Um, Not in pity, because I, I think pity is not helpful, but in empathy and in hope that somehow... Um, they could come to believe that they had choice and come to see that they had value and thinking that that would benefit them. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm not 40 years younger, so that's going to fall to somebody else. But what I hoped through the story is the the wrong that was done uh, to the people, the Native people of America. I think there's a lot of focus on the wrongs that have been done uh, in this country right now and a lot of talk about that, but uh, it seems like the Native American people have been left off the conversation. And I want to have a a voice to bring them into the conversation, to have that be part of the conversation, Uh, because I think they, they have been badly treated and they are in circumstances that very much limit them and their choices. So that was a big motivator. That's what sparked writing the story at all. Then I started trying to figure out how am I going to get there, you know, because I can't, I didn't see the story working if I just start there. Um, And then that's how I got, started doing research into the Civil War. And fortunately, my husband as a history major, so he was able to do a lot of help with helping me find materials and resources. But then I did the research in the Civil War and decided that that I would have follow one person through the Civil War out west to the Indian Wars and see what that um, what that looked like, see if I could convey how that was during that time. So,
0: from an international person, you know, like it was very insightful for me. And I mean, I don't know how much everyone knows in America about the history of it. But from an outsider, you know, we, yeah, we do know all about the African Americans and how they mistreated and slavery and all that. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, we don't know much else. Like, yeah, we know about cowboys and Indians, but not really anything. So, yeah, it was very insightful. And um, yeah, our own country's gone through that reconciliation process and land given back Mm -hmm. to the indigenous. So um, Mm -hmm. now, uh, so you referenced the Lakota tribe and the Western expansion after the American Civil War. So um, you said there was some research, your husband helped you with that. So just tell me a bit more about the type of research that went into this one, finding out this unique tribe
1: that you followed. Uh, I had to research everything from the areas they lived in, who were their leaders, who um, who fought who, because not only were they fighting the Union soldiers, they were also fighting each other for land and, and um, trying to keep resources since they were being squeezed out of their land. Then um, I had to research their language. And that, of, of all the research, that was the hardest mm-hmm. because I included their language in the and having to look and see how, how are those words pronounced? How are they spelled? How do you write them? Um, what do they mean? Oh, and so that took me a long time. <laughs> that was a lot of, a lot of work. Um, but the, the Lakota happened to have a lot of resources on the internet as well. So that was very helpful. Not all the, like the, the Navajo I found um, are very protective of their language and they don't put a lot of resources out there, but the Lakota have shared a ton of resources about their language and about their traditions. I had to look up their religion and study that. I had to study their um, burial rites, uh, their beliefs about the creation of the world, their you know, all of that, um, all of those belief sets. It was very interesting and um, enlightening mm. about about the things they value. It's interesting their values um, really reflect Christian values, honestly. Mm. So yeah, it was quite interesting. Had-
0: so you had a main character, a Westerner, and he had a background of Christianity, being brought up. His parents were. And so he's trying to work out through his beliefs and in the Bible, and then, their religion and understanding that he's having to be in that environment and that culture. So, yeah, it was a good contrast, but yeah, showing the similarities. And I mean, there's a scripture in, you know, where the apostle Paul found that, that tribe, which was, you know, um, had an altar to the unknown god but you know so they had an acknowledgement of the creator of the universe but Wrong. yeah and just having that language and that common common thing so yeah so that was quite beautiful how you you brought that in and you definitely can see the main character learning the the language and him you know so we're experiencing what it would be with this culture and how he just really got connected connected in so yeah it's a beautiful story uh now you've, written, um, this is quite unique to the other. I mean, obviously you've done a bit of cross-genre, like going to fantasy and now um, historical, <laughs> like you said, you're yeah, even middle grade, you're gonna try something <laughs> down there. So um, what, so this is, you know, very unique um, in itself. So do you think you're gonna keep doing a little bit of historical? It was just, or was this like a passion project? You were just so moved you had to, want to get this message out so do you think you'll do any more historical novels?
1: Um, I don't know but um, I certainly wouldn't be opposed to that I, I enjoyed doing the research I enjoyed learning what I learned and I enjoyed the writing it was it was pleasant it was fun for me so I could see even writing a follow-up story about maybe the main character's um, grandchildren and them going to World War I. Uh, something like that, I could see me doing that and seeing how then was the later generations affected by his experience and what would that do to them. Um, but I like doing different things. I like, so I'm always looking for what's the next challenge and waiting for somebody to tell me, oh, well, you, you could never write this or you know, don't even try that. And I'm like, oh, okay, so I need to try that. <laughs> That's kind of how I think about it. I also want to try to, um, I I think, I I love C.S. Lewis. He's my favorite author. And I look at how he used different ways of writing. He was across the board. And I think he did that in order to reach as many people as possible. And so I'm thinking along those lines. Okay, so I use this to speak to the fantasy crowd, but I want to see what do some other people enjoy and what? How can I speak to those other people as well?
0: So, how do you handle, uh, you know, critiques or bad reviews or good or bad reviews? So, um, I mean, even with our critique group, we probably, you know, like my, I know myself, I was just showing you the marketing side. Well, what about this and that? You know, so because mm-hmm. uh, you're you're writing something that's, um, yeah. Well, I mean, even probably if some of it's a bit graphic and that kind of stuff. So I, I'm not sure if you end up doing some warnings, <laughs> trigger warnings or whatever. But um, how did you handle all that and what did you end up doing?
1: Uh, so are you asking me what did I end up doing with all the graphic stuff or what am I, um, how do I handle reviews?
0: Yeah, well, how, how are you doing your marketing um, with saying, you know, what the story is about and have, have you changed anything to to make it more okay. palatable? or...? <laughs> or just like warnings of you know what the content is uh
1: yeah I put I put a warning at the beginning of the book so that people would know there's war scenes there's violence um you can't do war without violence so there there is that um and I did say that um I'm gonna say that it's for not for younger crowds you know it's for adults um I didn't, I didn't change anything in the story um, per se. I probably on a couple of the scenes um, took some of the graphic descriptions out, but I left, I left the main meat of the scenes in there. Uh, now for my, my fantasy books, I actually did go back and um, take out some scenes out of the fantasy books that were um, violent, that graphically violent, because I could tell the story without them, and it didn't affect the story. So mm-hmm. I took I took those out, um, and I'm going to re-release those next year without those more graphic scenes in them. But right.
0: yeah, that makes sense because in the fantasy, you know, it's a made up story. But the historical one, you are really showing. Look, these they were so mistreated. This is, you know, a terrible, terrible thing. And showing all that emotion. And I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't want to watch it on a movie version of it. (laughs) But for even for me who likes reading lighter stuff, like I found it okay. Like it was moving enough. And I mean, some people like could just skip some pages. (laughs) They were worried, but definitely. yeah, I was engaged, engaged in everything that happened, even the war scenes and that kind of stuff. It really did make you really get it, really get it in a, in a stronger way. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, now you, uh, you've tried a bit of Kindle Vela. So what story did you release there? And are you going to release it as a book
1: later? How's um, that going? Yeah, the, the story on Kindle Vela is called Time Forgotten. It's a sci-fi uh, novella. And it's a prequel to a series I'm going to start writing once I finish what I'm doing now. That's uh, a dystopian future series. Um, and so I will probably, once it's been on Bella, a short period of time, I'm gonna take it off and, and then release it uh, as a, or use it as a freebie, you know, a giveaway. So right now on my newsletter, you can get a copy of that, uh, that story for free. Um, and not have to buy it on Vella but um, I'm probably not going to leave it on there permanently I'm probably going to take it off so that I can once I finish the series I can release the novella and the series together so that it kind of makes a whole story right and I'm um,
0: and I appreciate I was just talking to you how busy your schedule is with your counseling so how do you actually fit all this writing in, and when do you do it like how many how do you get one book out a year? Does it take the a whole year? You know, how's it going with that?
1: Um, we we typically, when we're not as busy as we are right now, we typically have a day that we call our writing day and writing. Um, we've done that um, some over the past couple of months, but the past couple of months have been extremely busy. Uh, I think COVID is has something to do with it. I think people are really struggling with being isolated, and so I'm getting a lot more people suffering from depression and and anxiety, feeling um, that they're ready to get on with this, you know, and then they're struggling with not being able to be just freely doing what they are used to doing, and it's been a year and a half, they're all sick of it, and um, feeling really isolated, so I think that's why I've been so busy uh, counseling wise. I hope to get back to that full day writing. But in the interim, what I've been doing, staying up late at night and working on it and getting less sleep and then writing. um, Every time I have a break during the day, I'll write for 20 minutes or 30 minutes real quick, just just to write something so that I'm not losing my connection with the book that I'm working on.
0: Yeah, even in twenty minutes, you can get quite a bit done, and yeah, you're staying in the story. That's that's a good idea. <laughs> so uh, when you when you've got your free choice and time to read, what's your favorite genre to read in?
1: I love fantasy. That's my favorite, and so I would choose to read fantasy first. When you're
0: writing these stories, whether it's fiction or your your Bible studies, um, is it something that's on your heart and you're learning yourself that you're conveying, you know, or is the Lord teaching you why you're writing these stories or it's something that you've already learned and you're putting into your fiction?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. It's a little bit of both. Usually I always learn something through the process of writing um, because I'm very prayerful during my writing. I'm always checking with God and asking him, okay, give me peace. Let me know. Is this okay? Are we going in the right direction? Is this what you want? And for the Bible studies, I'm asking him all the time, what do you want me to say next? What's the point you want me to make here? What's the important point so that I make sure I stay on point? Um, And so during that process, I'm being taught a lot. But a lot of times there are things that he has taught me that I just get a burning desire to convey. I say, well, how can I convey this? I want a, a, a vehicle, an avenue to convey it. And so I... You know, start writing something. I think is able to convey that. the The Whisperer series, the my fantasy series. I wanted to convey the idea of uh, time in eternity being uh, non-existent, so it's irrelevant in eternity. And so then in the fantasy, there are there's a planet that has no time. And therefore they can move freely through eternity and be anywhere at any time. And then there's the planet that is stuck in time and can't, can't, it just is linear like we are and just moves forward and, you know, trying to convey that in heaven, we're going to, we're going to all already be there, if that makes sense. And that's very meaningful to me because my son passed away, my youngest son passed away. And so I think of myself already in the kingdom of heaven now with him because time doesn't exist there. So I know I will be there. So that means I'm already there and I'm also here. And so I tried to convey that. I don't know how successful I was, but that's what I was trying to convey with that series. Awesome.
0: And you've got a wonderful narrator, which I borrowed for my series, (laughs) Um, Mim Drew. And, yeah, the story is The Whisperer series. So if people are into audiobooks, you know, listen to the sample. It just uh, really lights up the story and makes you feel in there. That's an interesting concept. And, um, yeah, and that's the thing with fantasy. You can sort of, yeah, enter into a new world and explore it. It's a different thing. But you can still get some spiritual truth. If it's a Christian author that's conveying that, you know. Right. So be careful what you're reading with a fantasy. <laughs> but I think the, this is written by a Christian, you know, um, yeah, exploring those ideas and, um, and seeing it in a different light. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely yeah. in, in
1: uh,
0: a great time to relax and um, read and just get out of this world for a little while.
1: <laughs> right. Go to another place.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what's your next um, work in progress? What are you going to be working
1: on next? i'm working on the the middle grades fairy tale kind of fantasy fairy tale um it's a retelling of the ugly duckling oh wow! Familiar, the ugly yeah duckling. right yeah. Oh, and cool. after that i'm going to do the clean series which i told you is the dystopian series that'll be a three book series uh that's a continuation of time forgotten um,
0: wow. okay that's, so sci-fi.
1: that's sci-fi that's sci-fi yeah. Mm, good. Well,
0: you're really making a lot of use of your time and pumping out these books, even though they're
1: <laughs> massive, some of them. <laughs> yeah, so be warned.
0: <laughs> and even the Bible studies, it, they might be short, but it's taking you a lot of time and research. So it's not like you're getting an easy way out by just writing some of these chapters. So. Right.
1: My husband yeah. was teasing me about the, uh, the fairy tale and it's going to be short because it's for middle grades. So, you know, seven to 11 year olds. And he said, okay, are you on, uh, 200,000 words yet? He was teasing me yeah. <laughs> because my books are all so long. And so I was like, no, um, <laughs> I'm actually keeping it short. This one will actually be short. So. Okay.
0: Cool. Well, um, everyone can check out Donna's website and her husband does write children's books as well. So, well, thank you so much for coming back on and joining us. I was really interested to hear a bit more about these studies. I'm interested in um, getting connected and reading dwelling. And I think a lot of people in this time, you know, this is a way of taking some time out and thinking over things and you, you know, you've got your qualifications as a counsellor. So, we're getting all that. <laughs> we don't have to pay for all your sessions. <laughs> we can take our time, um, even in different countries. So definitely check that out. Is that one on Kindle Unlimited, or it's it's just a, it's on all the platforms?
1: That's not on Kindle Unlimited, it's it's uh, on Amazon, it's it's across the board. Right,
0: now. okay, so if you're into Apple iBooks and Nook and all that, it's going to be in Kobo, all that kind of stuff, so awesome. Um, okay, well, thank you so much
1: for joining us today on Behind the Story. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. No problem.
0: All right, so we'll have some links in our show notes, but Donna is uh, giving offering one US winner a copy of Dwelling. OK, and if you end up being an international winner, um, we can send you an ebook instead. Uh, so Naomi also has um, a free giveaway of her biblical fiction on Desolate Heights. And I have my Christian rom-com if you want something light um, to also <laughs> get you out of maybe some mundane life and just lighten up. So um, also by signing up to Donna's newsletter, just remember that she does have the book Uh, time forgotten the sci-fi and um, so we'll have all those links Um, so thank you for everyone for joining us behind the story until next time let us run with endurance a race that's set before us looking unto jesus the author and perfecter of our faith god bless so thank you again for joining us today on behind the story with naomi and lisa Don't forget to click on the links and subscribe to our YouTube channels and you'll keep up to date with our author interviews. Have a great week. God bless.